Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Just one new card every year. Uh, and you could do two player mode, right? Like one for you, one for your spouse, if, if you want. Maybe space them out six months. Put in your calendar January and July. Like one of you gets a card in January, one of you gets a card in July, and use those rewards to fund your vacation, the cash back to be able to fund your debt payoff, et cetera. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today... We're talking about how credit card rewards can help families travel more and spend less. We often debate about the benefits of credit cards versus cash on this show, but the rewards that come with credit cards are hard to deny. Our guest today knows a thing or two about the world of credit card rewards and how to maximize them to give your family a better life. Lee Huffman is here with us today. Lee is a blogger, podcaster, and an experienced writer on the topics of early retirement, credit cards, travel, and many other personal finance topics. His writing can be found on many popular travel and credit card websites such as The Points Guy, Forbes Advisor, and NerdWallet. When Lee isn't traveling around the world or earning points and rewards, he loves riding bikes with his son. Welcome to the show, Lee. It's great to be here. Absolutely, man. Well, it's uh, a lot of fun to talk again. I know we just had a conversation on your podcast, and it's an honor to have you on this one. So let's talk a little bit about credit card rewards. How did you get interested in this topic originally? Well, I think it's one of those things that I've, I've always been interested in, kind of like, quote unquote, winning, right? I was actually working for a bank. I was working for Bank of America, and one of my clients was a travel agent. And so over there talking about all those banking needs and everything like that. And he recommended that I get a credit card that's specific to an airline and to a hotel. You know, I hadn't really thought about it much. And so I, I picked the Southwest card uh, and uh, the SPG card, which is no longer around, but uh, they're now part of Marriott. And I thought I was sitting pretty, man. I, those are the cards I had. I was using them for everything. I thought I was doing everything great, right? Uh, my wife and I, we, we met, we started dating and instead of going on dates, we would actually go on like weekend trips to like Vegas or Chicago or, or whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden she wanted to go to uh, Paris. I'm like, well, baby, like Southwest doesn't fly to Paris. <laughs> we can't we, we can't go there. And uh, and then so I'm like, OK, well, I'm totally frugal. I, I certainly don't want to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars to fly to Paris and the state hotels. And, and I since probably high school, that was probably the first real trip I was planning to take internationally. And my mind was just going, Oh my God, I'm just thinking of all the dollar bills that are going out. Right. And uh, then I started researching the miles and points and really started getting heavy into it. And it's like, I always equate it to like the red pill and the blue pill for the matrix. And like, you can take one and go back to your normal life and you forget all about miles and points, pay cash for everything and occasionally go into debt. Uh, like some families do and, or you take the other pill. And you learn all about miles and points and like all the amazing things you can do with them. And 
being able to take these really aspirational trips that you would never pay for. You know, I've taken flights that would be four or $5,000. There's no way I would ever pay that kind of money. Right. But it just, it opens up a whole new world where you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We can just fly to across the country for a weekend. Sure. Let's do it. You would never do that with cash, but because you have hundreds of thousands of miles of points, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. It's like monopoly money. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And I just, I just, dove into the deep end of it. You know, I, I just became so excited about it and, and I uh, saw what it can do. Excellent. Well, well, talk, talk to me about maybe a, a trip, maybe it was the Paris trip and how you use that, how you used credit card rewards to be able to get an international trip for a, a lot less. Sure. Sure. And so what we were planning to do was we were planning to go to Paris because uh, my wife wanted to go and a happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, sure, we'll we'll figure it out. And uh, I I started researching it. Uh, I thought I was going okay. Let me find enough miles and points to be able to get a flight for me and my wife. And then our son at the time was uh, right around two years old uh, when we were planning to go. And so okay, let's get enough for those. And we thought we'd be able to go economy. By the time I was doing all these different things with some credit cards and some other promotions, uh, there was a fidelity promotion that was happening at the time where if you deposited $100,000, you would get a bunch of miles. And I didn't have $100,000 to deposit. But at the time, they had a, the, the cycle was you can – it's your cumulative deposits reaching $100,000. So I deposited and withdrew $8,000 basically every week. Until I got to, until I got to, broke the hundred thousand dollar mark, so you know there's there's always different loopholes like that that come up, which also kind of just makes it fun, right? Um, and so I was able to do all these different things, uh, kind of cobbling together miles from all these different programs, uh, and not only was I able to to get our flights there, we we're also also to bring her mother along, uh, and obviously scoring some points with the mother-in-law doesn't doesn't hurt, right? And so we flew economy there. And then I had enough miles from all that to be able to fly business class on the way back. And so it was really cool. It's actually kind of funny seeing a 26-month-old child laying down in a, in a life flat business class seat, you know? <laughs> oh, so I've I always imagine. wanted to do that. And then your 26-month-old did it. I've never done it before. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just really cool to be able to do these types of things. And that trip uh, I don't even, I don't know. That was a while ago, right? That was like eight years ago. So I don't even remember what the cost was, but it would have been outrageous. Uh, my wife and I did a, a similar trip to Italy, uh, about a year and a half ago. And that flight, I added up all the costs and I think it would have been about $12,000 for our flights and business class, the five-star hotels that we stayed at, uh, and all the things we did. And it cost me $1,200 out of pocket. Wow. That's incredible. That's $11,000 off. Oh my God. So, okay. Let's walk through the 101 here. We've talked about some of your experience of doing this and, and going through that. And I know for you, uh, it's probably second nature, but for people who are listening to this right now saying, how did you get a $12,000 trip for $1,200? Let's walk through how people can maybe start this process uh, for the 101 folks out there. So how can people use credit cards responsibly to travel more and for travel and, and, and spend a lot less money? Absolutely. So I think one of the biggest things is I always tell people, first off, don't do like what I do, right? I have over 40 credit cards. I pay over $4,000 a year in annual fees. I, I'm like way in the deep end. Just please don't do what I do because I do this full time, right? You're going to dabble in it. Uh, you got your family, you got your job, all those type of things. 
like, don't bite off more than you can chew. So only start off with like one or two cards at a time and just make sure you can handle all that. So the first thing I do is tell people, look, if I can save you anywhere from like 500 to a thousand dollars off your next vacation, it may make the difference between you being able to go on vacation this year uh, versus like, uh, two years from now, right? And I think it's one of those things that's very important, especially right now while we're dealing with coronavirus and everything else, that family time is incredibly important and you need to be able to take breaks away from work and create those memories with your children because you're going to blink and next thing you know, they're going to be driving and off to college and not want to hang out with you anymore because you're no longer cool to them, you know? <laughs> so you have to be able to take these opportunities to be able to spend time together. And if you're at home, like people do a lot of staycations, you're at home, you know, you, you look around and you see that, that, that thing that needs to get fixed or those, those laundry that needs to get done, you know, and you don't actually spend time together. You're just doing chores. So you need to be able to do that. Uh, so what I tell people, a couple things, one, you got to start with the end in mind, just like, you know, uh, Stephen Covey says, right. Uh, when you're picking uh, a credit card to get, make sure it aligns with where you want to go and how you want to travel. So like uh, a year ago, my wife and, and I, and our children went to St. Kitts beautiful island down in the Caribbean, but there's only certain hotels that are there. So no matter how many Hilton points you have, you can have millions of Hilton points. You won't be able to spend them there because they only have a Hyatt and a Marriott, you know? So when you're thinking of which car to get, think of the destination you want to go to, go to their site and just type in that destination and see if they have locations there. Maybe they have a hotel, but it's like their cheap bargain uh, hotel. And you're like, no, I really want to go because it's our anniversary. I want to be able to spoil my my spouse and have something really nice. And you don't want to be staying at the Holiday Inn Express, right? I mean, some people, maybe that's nice, but to me, I have higher aspirations. Yeah, I want to say at the Waldorf, you know, or something like really nice and, and be able to wow my wife and hopefully get some brownie points. So that way when I mess up on something, I can say, remember when I took you on that really awesome trip? Like maybe we can you know, kind of cancel each other out a little bit, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of the way I look at it. So look at that. And the same thing with the airlines, right? Um, go on their, go on their website and like, just type in, okay, I'm flying from this airport. Like Andy, I know you're in Detroit uh, for you. Delta is a great airline program to be involved in because they have a hub there. And so look at where you look at where you live and then type in the place where you want to go to. And maybe they don't fly there or maybe the flights are incredibly outrageous because you have to make three connections to be able to, to get to that destination. So find which airport, I mean, find which airline's credit card is going to work for you and then pick those two cards. Those are the ones you really want to start off with. And those are the, the miles and points you want to earn. So that way you can get that free trip. Because like I said, I had, you know, I have all these Southwest points, but if I want to go to Europe, I want to go to Asia, someplace, something like that, they're not going to do anything for me. So you have to write, you have to have the right currency to get there. Yeah, that makes sense. So what are the, what are some of the things that people should be looking for when they're seeking out those cards? Uh, there are things like an annual fee and like what bonus you might get. Let's talk about some of those things to look out for as you're seeking out those first cards. Yeah. So first off, you know, I think a lot of us grew up you know, our parents were, were telling us never pay an annual fee. You're wasting money, everything like that. That is true in some circumstances, right? If you're not using the benefits and you're paying an annual fee just because it looks like a cool card, you're wasting your money, right? Uh, for me, uh, I pay a lot of money in annual fees, but I travel a lot. I, uh, before coronavirus, I was probably traveling two or three times a, a month, you know? So I was making use of like the airline lounges. I was making use of the free check bag benefits, uh, I was using the free hotel nights that come with a lot of hotel credit cards. So I was using all these perks and it sounds like I was spending a lot, 
by spending that much in annual fees, but the value I was getting was way higher than that. So it makes sense for me to do that. And so you have to kind of evaluate what's important to you and what, uh, how you, how much you're spending, uh, you know, the benefits you're going to use and those type of things. Whenever you get a new credit card, the number one thing that happens is you get a welcome bonus and, and depending upon like the miles or the points or the cash back, I mean, it could be pretty lucrative. It could be $500 or more from that one card. But the number one thing that in order to be able to earn that bonus is you need to be able to spend a certain amount to be able to earn those points. And so a lot of the times, maybe you're going to have to spend about $3,000, which, you know, again, you kind of uh, choke a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't want to spend $3,000 if I don't have to. But what you do is the main thing to do is not get into debt. Right. And so you want to transition uh, expenses that you're already paying maybe from your debit card, maybe from a check or, or cash or whatever onto the credit card. So that way you can meet those, that minimum spend. Because when you think of it, $3,000, they give you three months to be able to spend it. So, you know, really you're looking at about a thousand dollars. And by the time you pay for your gas, you pay for your cell phone bill, maybe your home insurance, you know, um, or if you time it, the application with like, maybe you're doing a project, like we're looking to do like a build a back, uh, barbecue in our backyard. So, Maybe I'm going to apply for a card right before I have to pay for that bill because it, that big chunk of change is going to basically make that uh, that minimum spend happen for me right there. A lot of these cards are going to charge an annual fee, and the first year it's a it's a no brainer, right? Because you're getting that big welcome bonus, you're all excited and happy. You're in that honeymoon period, everything's fantastic, right? But when it comes time for the next year, now you're like, well, I don't get a welcome bonus next year. I only got it the first year. And that's when it really kind of the rubber meets the road. You go, okay, well, I'm paying this amount of money. A lot of credit card fees are probably, like, say, around $100, right? So you're paying that fee. What am I going to get from this credit card that makes it worthwhile for me? And so that's like a personal decision. And it really have to evaluate based on your situation to see whether or not it makes sense. You know, for me, I have um, pretty much every hotel credit card. Uh, and I keep them because I pay the $100 annual fee, but means that I get a free hotel night. And when I redeem those free hotel nights, I can redeem them for, you know, $250, $300 or even more sometimes. So to me, because I, I like to travel and that's something that's important to me, I'm going to spend that money anyways. So I can spend $100 to get a $300 hotel night, or I can I can just spend $300 for the hotel night. So it's like buying a, it's like basically having a Groupon for, for your next vacation. So I basically, I prepaid it by paying the annual fee and I saved, you know, possibly 70%. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I mean, there's lots of benefits to it. I mean, we're, as you mentioned, in this weird season of COVID-19 and coronavirus, and you're not traveling that much right now, are you in a season of just banking up the miles? So we, yeah. so you're ready for the next season? What are you doing right now? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's two ways to kind of look at it, right? Like there's the oh, coronavirus is ever always going to be around and like, we have to change our lifestyle. Or I'm hoping that, you know, next year we'll be able to travel without as many restrictions. And maybe we found some, uh, a vaccine or some treatments or whatever that make things less risky for us. Right. And so I'm, I'm being an optimist that way. And I say, okay, I'm going to keep earning miles and points. So that way I can get closer to our next vacation. And maybe, maybe it's one of those things, I need to get away from my house because I've been stuck in my house for the last four yeah. or five months. And I, I want to go to a lot away. of young parents right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get away, maybe get away from my kids, too. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, so um, the most important thing is with airlines, you can generally book 11 months out. So if I'm earning all the point, I'm, if I'm earning all the, the miles now on those airlines, 
that by the time to say the end of this year in 2020, I'll actually be able to book flights starting into 2022. So even if you're you're concerned about 2021 being kind of still like in that weird situation, you you can still book far in advance on on your flights. Hotels uh, sometimes you can book even up to two years in advance. So really, it's one of those things you're you're always wanting to start earning miles now. And and again, you talk about a um, a welcome bonus for a credit card. It takes you know three months or so to to be able to earn those that welcome bonus as well as accumulating your spending. So you're going to take all this year to put all your expenses on there, earning all those rewards. So that way, at the beginning of next year, you're ready to start booking something for 2021 or even into the following year. Again, you're looking at your credit card, but there's other ways to actually earn miles and points, too, because a lot of people aren't yet ready to get a new credit card. Maybe they already have some cards. Maybe they are trying to pay off debt. Uh, or like us, like we just did a refinance because interest rates are so low right now. We just locked in 15 years at like 2.6%. And we're not lucky, Andy. Like luck, We're working to get to Andy where we don't have a mortgage, you know? <laughs> hey, 2.6%. Uh, I don't know if I want to pay it off. I'll see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, what we're doing is, you know, some people aren't like are, are trying to refinance their, their home, those type of things. So you don't want to get a new credit card right now, right? Because getting that that really low interest rate is way more important than a $500 bonus. You have to kind of prioritize what's important to you. Uh, so there are other ways to earn miles and points uh, in addition to getting a new credit card or spending on your card. So if you're going to be shopping online, most of us shopping online because we don't want to go to the stores right now. We're not going to the mall, anything like that. Uh, go to places like uh, cashbackmonitor.com. It's a, a, a portal, which uh, basically it's kind of think of like Expedia or one of those type of websites where it ca- aggregates everything together. Cashback Monitor does the same thing for websites, which will give you cashback, airline miles or points on your purchases. And the great thing is it does, it's completely free. Essentially, what it does is those those websites are earning a, a, an affiliate commission from the site that you're ultimately purchasing from, like, say, Target or Kohl's, Home Depot, those type of websites, uh, they basically share, they, they earn an affiliate commission by clicking through their link, and then they share some of that uh, commission with you in the form of miles or points or cash back. So uh, it doesn't charge you anything extra. And sometimes they even have promotions. You know, uh, we're getting ready to go back to school uh, in, in August. And so around back to school time frame, they'll have some additional promos where not only are you earning points from their program, they'll give you bonus points if you spend a certain amount through their through their links. So it's a great way to be able to earn points for things you're going to be doing anyways. Uh, there's airline rewards that you can earn uh, by registering your credit card. Uh, it's called Rewards Network. Uh, so basically type in rewards network and then your airline, whether it's Southwest, American, United, Delta, JetBlue, et cetera, uh, just Google search that and it'll give you the link to find their program. You register your card. And now if you shop at participating, uh, restaurants, you're going to be earning some, uh, some additional miles. So again, it's things you're already doing and, uh, and now you're earning extra miles on top of whatever you're earning from actual credit card that you're using. Uh, another one is called Dosh. Uh, and that one, it stacks with the rewards network. So now you're earning the, the miles and points from your credit card. You're earning miles from rewards network, and then you're earning cash back from Dosh. And so you can be earning anywhere from like three to 10% on your meal. And if you, depends on what credit card you have, you can earn basically close to like 20% back in miles, points, and cash back on every time you go out to eat. It's a great way to just build up your fund for emergency fund, build up your vacation fund, uh, use that money to accelerate your debt payoff, all those types of things. It's just a wonderful way to 
again, you're not spending anything more than you're, what you're already doing. And you're just maximizing every dollar that you're spending. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, a.k.a. the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. A lot of the conversations we have on the show are about financial independence. And, you know, in order to achieve the financial independence, you need to control your expenses, lower your expenses. But the, the, the problem with that is people are like, well, I don't want to ruin my fun, man, because fun is fun. So this is a way to have your fun and lower your expenses. That's that's why I enjoy the conversation. Um, there, there's somebody listening right now that's saying, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable traveling. I, I don't really travel all that much to begin with. And COVID-19 is making it even worse. What can credit cards do to help people spend less in general, maybe outside of travel? Sure. I mean, there are plenty of cashback credit cards uh, that you know that are are great, and you can find ones that that give additional bonus points based on where you spend the most, right? So if you're a business owner uh, and maybe you spend a lot at Staples or you spend a lot on online advertising for your business or uh, spending at FedEx, those type of things, you can find cards that that give you bonus uh, points or cashback at those types of merchants. Same thing as a family, right? You're spending a lot at the grocery store, spending a lot dining out, uh, you know, paying for gas, those type of things. There are credit cards that give you bonuses for those. So not only we talked about earlier about finding credit cards that are going to find, uh, that are going to give you the miles and points to get you to the destination you want to go to. You also want to look for credit cards that are going to get, that are going to give you the most bang for your buck by giving you bonus rewards in the categories you spend the most. And so again, you have to kind of know yourself and it's personal based on how you spend and finding the right card will, you know, based on that, those categories you spend in are going to be able to help you out that way. As far as people that, that don't really maybe travel that much, it's like you said, it's, it's really all about the cashback credit card. Uh, those are, are, are great cards. Uh, like, like the Capital One Spark, uh, for example, uh, is a business card. Uh, there are some different cards that Again, they're going to focus on those categories. So you can do that, or you can get a card that has more flexible, they call it like a flexible currency card, like a Chase Freedom, a Chase Sapphire, uh, Reserve or Preferred, or Chase Inc. on the business side, where those points can be used to book travel, or you can redeem them for cash. 
or you can transfer those points to their airline and hotel partners for other like for flights or, or hotel stays. So those flexible ones are great, especially right now where you're not traveling. You go, you know what? I don't really care about traveling right now. I don't feel safe traveling. Uh, my wife, I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable traveling than my wife. And my wife is like, nope, you're not going anywhere. You know? So in the meantime, even though I'm still earning all those points from the, those programs, I can say, you know what, right now I'm going to kind of do a left turn and I'm not going to use it towards travel. I'm going to use it towards cash back. And so having those, that type of flexible option is a great way to do things. Yeah, it sounds like there's lots of programs out there to consider. Do you have a favorite credit card or a favorite network that uh, <laughs> that you think would be, I guess, probably good for somebody maybe just getting started? Sure. Well, you know, I have 40 babies in my wallet right now, so I, <laughs> it's hard to pick just one baby, one baby that you <laughs> that's your favorite. But <laughs> but no, I joke. Um, but I would say like a flexible currency is probably best for for most people. They're just starting out, they're kind of getting like dipping their toes into things. You know, City Thank You Points is a great one. Chase Ultimate Rewards, American American Express Membership Rewards. Picking something along those lines, like they have multiple cards in from each of those different programs. And again, finding one that is really kind of kind of match up with how you spend, and that's really kind of the the best way to go. And then as you learn a little bit more, maybe you read a few more articles, listen to a couple more podcast episodes, etc., or just go out there and use it yourself and, and try it out yourself. You'll, you kind of get more of a, a comfortable feeling of saying, okay, well, I like this one or I don't like that or I like the X, Y, and Z of this one, but I don't like uh, this other aspect. And so really just kind of based on your experience, you're going to figure out whether something you like something better or, or not. You also mentioned benefits, right? Uh, we both have young kids. We haven't given phones to our kids, but we have given them tablets. Uh, occasionally we hand them our phone. One thing that some credit cards now that have out there, uh, they have cell phone protection. And that's important. If you if you give your kid a phone or you're letting them borrow yours and they drop it, they're being kids, you know, they just they do what kids do, right? Having that extra cell phone protection saves you when your phones nowadays are a thousand dollars and there's no way you want to spend another thousand dollars just because they they dropped it and broke it. Uh these programs will actually re, uh, reimburse you up to like six hundred dollars with like uh, you know uh, like a, co- a copayment of like maybe twenty five to fifty dollars, sometimes up to a hundred. But still, that's amazing protection that you're getting just for paying your bill with that credit card. That's probably a charge that a company like Verizon would be charging you anyway for insurance, but maybe mm-hmm. would then be covered under the credit card. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you know, full disclosure, everybody, I've gone down this road, and uh, I was <laughs> once a. Uh, cash only man when well, i maybe not cash only but debit cards and cash and didn't really use credit cards and we had one for a little while and then i felt fell into this uh this this world of credit card rewards maybe I think in 2017 2018 and nicole and i went full head on and we we fell in love with it this was one of those things where nicole and i don't always see eye and eye eye to eye on money uh, topics but this was one where we both were we were both happy <laughs> she was getting these great trips and i was being frugal joe and um it was working out really well, but we we've gotten to that point where we have slowed down just based on not getting accepted to to anymore. Is there an end to this game? I guess I want to ask you. You got forty right now. Is there a limit where it's like, hey, I can't get anymore? How does this work? Yeah, so uh, banks are getting smarter about things, right? Uh, back in the days when I first started in, in 2011 and 2010. Um, it was like a free for all. It was like the wild, wild west. You can, I, I literally would apply for six or seven cards in, in, in a day. 
Right. And so I think over the time, over the last seven years or eight years, I probably have gotten approved for more than 70 credit cards. So I've, I've churned through some of them. Right. And banks are, are doing things now to kind of curtail that because they're obviously giving you a big bonus up front. And if you close it within the first year, maybe they've only got the annual fee once. Sometimes they waive the, the fee the first year. It's a total loss leader for them. And they're losing money if they're giving you all these benefits and you're not uh, sticking around long enough to pay the annual fee, to use the card, because uh, banks do get paid every time you swipe. Uh, that's how they, they give you the, the cash back or the, the miles or the points, because they basically charge the merchant you know, say 3%, you know, in a round number, and then they give you back maybe say 1%. And so that way they keep, they keep that 2% profit for themselves. Chase has a rule now called Chase 524, where if you've approved for five new cards in the last 24 months, they won't approve you for any more. And that's not just with Chase, but from any bank, you know, um, American Express has a once per lifetime bonus, uh, where if you get a bonus on a card, you're never going to get that bonus again. Although it says lifetime, it's it's really probably every seven years, you know, from just from data points. I've, I've talked with some friends, you know, but but for the average person, you know, that's not going to go into the deep end like Andy or I. Uh, it's one of those things where I, I recommend only get like one or two cards a, a year. You know, again, you're you got to meet that minimum spend. You want to make sure you're not overspending just because you're trying to hit that that minimum spend requirement. You know, it can be enticing. Right. You know, and. It's one of those things where you're, if you do like what I was doing, where I was getting a bunch of them all at once, you're like, oh my God, I got to spend you know, $20,000 to be, be able to hit all these bonuses. What am, how am I going to do all that? That's a lot of money. And you can easily fall into the pitfalls we, we were talking about where you get all this debt and next thing you know, you're paying 16, 17, 20%, whatever in interest. That's a, that's a horrible cycle to get into, right? You know, so you don't want to deal with that. Like I'm the one that has all the cards. My wife has only a couple of them. She's authorized user on a, on a couple of my cards. She really doesn't want to deal with any of it. She wants to be able to enjoy the vacations, enjoy the airport lounges, do all those type of things. And does not want to have to remember, okay, use this card for this, use this card for this, etc. She just wants to be able to use one card for everything and not deal with it. Right. Uh, and that's totally okay. So, um, I, I know a lot of my friends' spouses are the same way, you know? So if your spouse doesn't get into the miles and points, like, like you may get into it, don't worry about it. Just say, okay, here, honey, here's the one card I want you to use. And maybe you switch it out every so often say, okay, we spent enough on this one. Now spend it on this other one. Uh, and then tell them, okay, I'm going to put a link on your desktop, on your browser, click this link. Anytime you want to go shopping, you know, and then just type in the store you're going to go and click the one that gives you the best you know, cash back or whatever. Do something like that where it's super simple, super easy, doesn't require a lot of brain work, you know, brain power to, to make it work. The way you can make it the least frustrating way possible for them is going to allow them to, to participate. Maybe they're not going to do as much as you, but they're contributing something towards that. And over time, maybe they'll get a little bit more excited. Maybe they'll, they'll do a little bit more or maybe they'll be like my wife. My wife has been doing this for the last decade. Still is not interested, still doesn't want to be bothered with it, you know, <laughs> and that's okay, you know, uh, but everything she does helps us get 
that much closer to the next vacation. And so that's, that's worthwhile. That's great. Well, I, I think, I think we invited you on Lee to talk about this because it's an exciting topic, but to your point, we can all take it a little, you know, a little, uh, to a, to a level that might not be comfortable for, for ourselves. So like you said, do what makes you feel comfortable, do what makes your spouse feel comfortable, start slow and see if it's, see if it's a benefit for your family, because, you know, I, statistics, I, I saw this on debt.com uh, before we started chatting. Each household on average in the U.S. is carrying almost uh, a little over $8,000 in credit card debt. So that's a lot. So that, obviously this is a this is an issue for our country. So by in no means we are having this conversation to add to that problem. We want to make sure that people know that this is an advanced level personal finance mm-hmm. Uh, trick, uh, you know, habit, uh, you know, think something to do. Um, but um, overall, the goal here is to try to maximize the fun and decrease the amount you're spending, not increase by adding on high interest rates. So have you found any tools or tactics or habits or things you've used that helps you to not get sucked into credit card debt during this process? Uh, well, well, sure. I mean, the number one thing is one, uh, you know, again, a lot of people are trying to pay off debt and trying to stick within their budget. One way to do this and to accelerate your debt payoff or to kind of shift money around is instead of spending all your budget, if you can erase some of those expenses by using those miles and points, redirect that budget to maybe max out your, your IRA, you know, increase your 401k contribution, uh, pay off that other card or that car loan or student loan or whatever, or put like what I'm doing, put the money into a mortgage payoff fund, you know, that we're investing, you know? And so that's a way to do things where, okay, we know what our budget is. We have to stay within our budget and we still want to be able to have fun and we don't want to live like monks, right? You know, it's, you know, it's like that diet philosophy, right? If you diet too much or too hard, next thing you know, you're going to freak out and, you know, scarf down a whole quart of ice cream. It's the same thing with, with money, right? And so you want to be able to have fun and having like earning some miles and points through the credit card is one of those ways to be able to do that without breaking the bank. Uh, but the number one thing is interest rates are incredibly high on credit cards. You do not want to no rewards that you're going to earn are worth carrying debt. But also a lot of people kind of worry about the effect of their credit score. You know, like we talked about earlier, obviously don't apply for a bunch of cards right before you get ready to apply for a big loan that's important to you, you know, because uh, it will affect um, I mean, sometimes you, you will still get approved, right? But it could knock you down from, you know, 762 to 758. Maybe you don't qualify for that, that best loan program that, that would give you that, that, that lowest interest rate, you know, but they, they will like look at you and say, okay, Hey, I saw this inquiry two months ago, three months ago. What was this for? And you just have to disclose, Hey, it was for a credit card that's showing on my credit report. You know, banks are worried about that. There's some hidden debt out there that, that they don't know about, you know, credit cards can actually improve your credit score. You know, that's kind of a misnomer is people think, oh, you have like I, I have 40 credit cards. My credit score must be you know in the tank. Right. But actually, it's in the upper 700s because the like, part of your credit score, the biggest thing is your utilization ratio. Right. And as long as you when you have all these cards, even though I have four. 40 cards doesn't mean I have all of them being used at once. Doesn't mean I'm maxing them all out, those type of things. But what it does is I have literally hundreds of thousands of dollars of credit limits. So my credit utilization is incredibly low. It's, you know, less than 10%. 
you know? And so what that does is that boosts my credit score, which actually in some ways makes it easier to get approved for some of these other loans I'm trying to get, whether it's a car loan or refinancing a home or buying a rental property, those type of things. Getting a strategic use of credit cards can actually be a benefit for you, not just on your spending, but also on your credit score, which enables you to get approved for some other things. Yeah. I th- these are all good strategies to think about as everybody's planning out their finances and where their goal is at the, as you, as you brought up the end in mind, thinking about where they want to go mm-hmm. and figuring out ways to save a little bit. So people have been listening right now. There's a lot of information we threw out. Let's give them one step, one simple step at following this interview that they could take if they were interested in jumping into the world of credit card rewards. Well, sorry, I have to give you two. Okay, go for <laughs> well, it, man. <laughs> so so uh, one is apply for one credit card a year that's going to basically meet whatever goal that you have for that year, whether it's going on a vacation, getting some cash back to be able to pay off some debt, whatever it is, just one new card every year. Uh, and you can do two-player mode, right? Like one for you, one for your spouse, if, if you want. Maybe space them out six months, right? Like so put in your calendar January and July. Like one of you gets a card in January, one of you gets a card in July and use those rewards to fund your vacation, the cash back to be able to fund your debt payoff, et cetera. So do that. And then two, register your credit cards for all the different rewards programs you can find, right? Dining rewards to earn extra miles for free for dining at participating restaurants. Dosh cash back to earn cash back. Um, Doing the online shopping. All those different things like that where it's not something that you're doing anything different, anything extra. And a lot of them, uh, like those registrations for the dining rewards or or DOSH and some of those other programs, you do it once. You do it once and you don't have to ever worry about it ever again. And that's the way it's like just that automated miles. Like for me, a lot of times I don't like search out those restaurants that are participating. So it's kind of a nice surprise you know, I, I swipe the card and, you know, a day later I get a, a notification in my email. Hey, you earned X number of miles at this restaurant. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You know, it's, it's not a lot of miles. Maybe it's, you know, 50 miles, 100 miles or whatever, but it's nice. It's something that you would have never had before. And so it's, it's a great way to, to do that, you know, and anything you can automate it. You don't have to worry about it ever again. Ideally, obviously, you're going to pay off the balance in full every month, but at least automate the minimum payment. So that way you'll never get charged a late fee. You know, and uh, it, it just continues to build your credit because, again, your payment history is another big portion of your credit score. And you don't if you mess up and miss that payment, it'll take years to be able to knock that that late payment off your credit score. And it will just kind of ruin your whole game of getting cards, you being able to get the best rates on refinancings or, or other loans and those type of things. So just that one little automated step, never have to worry about it again. And it just takes care of it, at least getting that minimum payment done. That makes sense. Next, well, let's talk about where where, where are you going next? Uh, you're saving up your miles and points right now. Where, where's the big destination for Lee when uh, when when you and your spouse feel comfortable with travel? Well, right now I have a trip planned for for Cabo. Uh, it's one of our favorite. We have a timeshare. It's one of our favorite destinations down there. Um, Unfortunately, I think right now Mexico is like like a lot of countries right now are blocking the U.S. travelers. So hopefully by October we'll be okay. If it doesn't happen. I don't know. Uh, I haven't even booked anything into 2021 yet. It's really odd for me because normally I'm traveling multiple times a month and to not have anything really on the books is, um, it's like kind of heartbreaking, right? You know, (laughs) it's like, it's like a time. Yeah. You know, it's hard to understand what's going on and, and knowing what is the right steps to do, you know, like, and the thing is you can be as safe as you want, but 
you can go into a situation where it's just not a safe situation. And no matter what precautions you're taking, you're at a higher risk for getting sick. And Absolutely. so it, yeah. It's it's odd right now. <laughs> it is odd right now. I mean, at, at a minimum, you're you're banking up your points and miles so that when you do feel comfortable, you're ready to go. And hopefully it's in a beautiful location like Cabo. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, Lee, where's the best place for people to connect with you and, and listen to your podcast? Sure. So uh, if you want to connect with me and learn about miles and points and, and travel, seeing some of the reviews of products and places that I've done, uh, Bald Thoughts. So I, I'm bald and I'm always thinking about things. So baldthoughts.com. Uh, that's the best social media channel, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. That's where I'm at all the time. And I have a podcast. Andy is actually on there. Uh, spoke about Detroit. Gave all his little tips on Detroit. So that was fantastic. And that podcast is called We Travel There. It comes out every Monday. It's about a 30-minute episode where basically what I do is I interview local experts to find out the best things to do in their city from a local's point of view. Excellent. Well, the podcast was a lot of fun to be on, and this was a lot of fun to chat with you about this topic. I know you're super passionate about it, and I've enjoyed the rewards that have come with it and the and keeping with the responsibility that it, that it takes to you know not go into debt. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's an opportunity to you know, really lower your expenses and have a little bit of fun too. So thank you very much for this conversation, Lee. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It was so much fun and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, when we travel there. Vacations are an incredible thing. I know this year we all haven't seen much of those, but hopefully 2021 and beyond will be chock full of vacations for all of us. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Lee Huffman. Number one, enjoy credit cards responsibly. I always hesitate to talk about or promote credit card rewards because if they aren't handled properly, they can cause more harm than good. As Lee said, no rewards are worth getting into debt. But if you can manage them responsibly, credit cards can help you and your family get closer to that nearly free vacation. Number two, begin with the end in mind. When you sign up for credit cards, think about what your end goal is. Do you want to travel to a specific destination next year or the year after? Look into what airlines travel out of your city to your desired destination. After that, see if that airline has a rewards card that can help you get to your destination sooner. Number three, start with one to two cards per year. Don't go credit card crazy like Lee and I did. It can become overwhelming. And unless you want credit card rewards to be your full-time job like it actually is for Lee, (laughs) then start slow. Lee suggests one to two cards per year. Sign up, get the bonuses, and save up for that awesome family vacation next year or the couple's getaway or just a night away for yourself. Can you imagine sleeping in a free luxury hotel room by yourself during this crazy quarantine season, that may be just what the doctor ordered after the year we've all been having. (laughs) Lee, thank you so much for sharing your advanced credit card wizardry with us. I know you've done some amazing things with this life hack for your family, and I think it's going to help a lot of families out there as well. 
As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends, especially this advanced stuff. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one quick thing to support this show. Please text two of your friends right now with a link to this show. You can do this directly from your podcast app. So I'm on the Apple Podcast app right now. I'm looking at this show, and all you got to do is go to the bottom. There's three dots. You hit those three dots, and then it'll say share. And then you can just text it to two of your buddies and say, hey, I think this podcast, this guy's podcast is awesome. Check it out and subscribe. That would be awesome. I know that you can do this in the Spotify app too, and you could definitely do it on your computer. If you just have the URL, you can email it, text it. If you could send it to two friends today, that would be great. I would really appreciate your support because your recommendation, your personal recommendation to two of your friends saying, hey, this this show is pretty great, will help me grow the show. That is the best way. So thank you so much for considering it and, of course, for hanging out with me today. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from E.S. Woods. A vacation helps to relieve stress and boredom, gives us a change of scenery, provides us with adventure, and helps to bring us closer to the people in our lives. Your vacation might not be this year, but if we plan ahead, we'll be making memories somewhere awesome very soon. Carpe diem. 